Discussing world-changing ideas through real conversations. Exploring the potential of technology to solve the most critical challenges facing business, people and the planet. Coming up... We're seeing a change in the business model of the priorities of of many mobile service providers in in kind of how they're providing those services to to customers. And then also in terms of the architecture and, and the way they're deploying the networks as well, the software side of things, the virtualization of the network, and then pushing all of the components to the edge of the network still continues to accelerate. This is the Real Conversations podcast by Nokia. Here is Michael Hainsworth. From the introduction of the metaverse, a focus on sustainability and the reliability of energy infrastructure, to the wide rollouts of 5G and the use of connectivity at the World Cup, 2022 marked a big year in telecommunications. Nokia's technology evangelist Jason Elliott tells me it was the year we witnessed the decentralization of everything and the year we chose to use digital tools to collaborate, even though many of us returned to the office. We began by talking about how there isn't one metaverse, there are three. Absolutely, Michael. So at Nokia, we think about the metaverse in terms of not just the traditional consumer metaverse that many people think about, but it's actually um, also the enterprise metaverse and also the industrial metaverse. And these are actually very important because um, unlike the consumer metaverse, which is traditionally thinking about in terms of um, gaming, um, which you know many uh, of uh, Gen Z actually do already today, the, the enterprise and industrial metaverses are essentially already here to some extent. So when you think about industrial metaverse, this is really talking about digital twins and, and what you can actually do with those digital twins to create uh, virtual environments that you can actually operate in and understand what's happening in the physical environment. And the same for um, the enterprise metaverse, where people are coming together to collaborate using lots of different types of digital tools. And, and obviously those experiences keep getting richer and richer um, as, as we progress right now. So those two are actually very, very important, the industrial and the enterprise metaverse that we see going forward for, for businesses um, of all different types of sizes and, and um, industry sectors. And while the consumer metaverse may be the one that's getting all the headlines right now, I suspect that industrial and enterprise metaverse environments are going to actually be a bigger piece of the economic pie. Absolutely. As many industries look to improve product safety, um, you know, efficiency uh, overall. I think in terms of the capabilities that, you know, things like digital twins, um, being able to plan uh, their entire operations and processes, be able to control uh, the physical environment remotely, this is very, very important for enterprises, particularly in those physical industries such as uh, mining, uh, transportation, utilities, um, to really get better insights and, and improve the productivity and efficiency of their business and also um, achieve those sustainability goals that many of these physical industries have uh, going forward. So I suspect in 2022, as we were building up the metaverse, we were also building the necessary foundations to make them viable for 2023. And 5G and 5G Advanced play a big role in that. Yeah. And and when you think about the explosion of data that's all around us and the metaverse being kind of a very pinnacle point around that, 
And we already see today, obviously, the the use of uh, technology to support communications in all sorts of forms, video and voice and all the different types of applications. So it's very important both from a fixed line communications broadband perspective and obviously wireless in mobile to actually start fundamentally building those capabilities today to create that level of um, future ready performance for all these new types of applications and services. And technologies, um, you know, obviously like fiber and optical and fixed and then 5G advanced, which is very, very important where we're going to see a new set of capabilities, an extension of capabilities to support things like lower latency, which is lower delay in the network to create um, more of these immersive type experiences uh, that we're looking towards as we create things like digital twins and, and, and metaverse collaboration environments as well for enterprises. It really has been a pivotal year, people focusing on the consumer side initially, um, because it's sort of already there. You, you had an interesting point that Gen Z doesn't even realize it's already in the metaverse. Interestingly, we, we did some research uh, recently, and what we found was that, you know, obviously a Gen Z spends a lot of time online. Uh, a lot of them, they're very digital online, social first generation. Um, and so... The, the, the type of environments that they use online, whether it's uh, Decentraland or Roblox or Fortnite in terms of gaming, um, you know, th these particularly, you know, if some of them do, are wearing headsets as well, that they are immersive digital online environments where they're creating digital avatars and characters and socializing um, with, with their friends, you know, across the world. But they don't see this as the metaverse. They just see it as a way of their natural interaction, of the way they carry out their social interaction um, in, in an online digital environment. So it's interesting to see that, you know, as we're trying to classify the metaverse as something new, it, it's actually already existing in, in many different shapes and forms. And I think those shapes and forms will continue to mature and extend and deepen over time. And, and, and that's what we will see. And Nokia joined a, a Metaverse Standards Forum in 2022? Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is very important because, um, you know, it's, it's the Metaverse Standards Forum is really kind of a venue for cooperation between different types of standards uh, organizations and companies. And, and it's very key to the development of the interoperability of those standards for a much more open and inclusive metaverse. Um, and, and to be able to take that pragmatic action on what the different types of technologies required, both wireless and wired communications, um, not only that, but also audio and video capture, the compression of that, that and, and the transport of those video mediums as well. And obviously the cloud is, is very important too here. And, and Nokia, obviously is right in the middle of this in terms of the technology, in terms of obviously the connectivity and the platforms associated with that. And we've done a lot of work already on things like immersive multimedia standardization. Um, so that will play a, a fundamental role in delivering these immersive metaverse experiences. But, you know, no one company or, or individuals or companies um, and organizations are going to own the metaverse per se. So the Metaverse Standards Forum is it's very important to kind of continue that collaboration so that we can all um, take advantage of this in the future uh, through business. 
2022 was the year we saw the cost of rising energy, uh, extreme weather events. We know that there are a lot of challenges to address. Yes, there is. Um, and, and, you know, on kind of for, for many people around the, the planet uh, today, you know, energy is a, a, a constant problem, a reliable source of energy. There are actually 789 million people around the world today that don't have access to uh, reliable sources uh, of energy or any any energy supply at all in terms of electricity. Um, and there are millions more that actually suffer from intermittent supply as well or, or high cost price of energy too. Um, and then this this also is very, very deeply connected to obviously the, the type of sources um, that we use to kind of generate our electricity supply in terms of the fossil fuels, which is obviously causing um, more and more impact to our planet. Um, and in addition, specifically around creating these extreme weather events, which are then causing um, power outages to the existing energy infrastructure grid. And what we're starting to see is many, many different types of companies looking at solutions to uh, decentralize the actual um, energy infrastructure grid. So you can actually start to provide um, different supplies of energy in different methods to either more rural communities that don't have any energy supply, or even in more developed communities and areas of the world where energy resilience is required for these different nations that are experiencing more dramatic effects around weather events as well. And to be able to do that, uh, you do need digital connectivity as, as a platform to provide um, an understanding of how you can uh, distribute the supply of energy. So things like microgrids are very important here where you could start to introduce new renewable sources of power like solar um, and wind into the energy distribution grid, but in a local community type um, of deployment. And what's really important here is that you have to balance the requirements of the loads of the energy um, across businesses and homes as well, and understand what that energy profile looks like. So digital, again, digital communications platforms and connectivity play a key role here. So IoT, understanding how much energy is being consumed across homes and businesses, having a digital platform using AI to balance the energy demand, um, and also what what actual supply of energy you can actually draw from, whether it's wind, uh, solar, or storing that energy in the form of batteries or traditional methods of energy generation as well. And that's really important that will help us, uh, that digitalization uh, in these kind of um, environments, particularly for the industry, the energy and utility sector, is really creating significant impact at scale for both people and our planet to address these big issues of our time. Fascinating as we went through 2022 on the Real Conversations podcast to learn from experts in microgrids about the various aspects of that technology. And what's always fascinating to me is when you bring more than one technology together, you get something that you would never have expected before. We're talking 5G, but we're also talking artificial intelligence, machine learning technologies, the Internet of Things. All of these technologies come together to give us the ability to do things like microgrids. That's right. And, and I think one of the interesting things is 
by bringing together uh, a number of experts. So collaboration is very, very important here. Um, you start to kind of understand the impact that these technologies can have and not use them in isolation. And right now we do have a lot of capabilities um, in various different type technology in various different types of technologies. Um, but but being able to kind of bring them all together to bring to bear is what really creates the impact. And a lot of the technologies around um, energy generation have been deployed somewhat in, in a particular smaller scale, but to really create that much bigger impact, the use of digital technology through digitalization, it will help scale these technologies and provide um, a new way and a new approach to kind of tackle um, these very, very big problems. When we talk about bringing together a bunch of different technologies, yes, we can use them for important things like addressing climate change, etc. But we're also entertaining ourselves and nowhere was that more evident of these coming together of different uh, transformational technologies than the World Cup of Soccer or football, depending on where you are. Absolutely, Michael. Yeah, I think it's very interesting how we see even even a, an, an area like sports, where which you know we love, uh, you know we all lot to watch to love different types of sports. But even in the World Cup, um, there's obviously a lot of technology being used. And today, they're actually um, have connectivity and sensors inside the individual footballs that are actually being used within the matches themselves. And the the sensors within the footballs are being used to track obviously the position of that and also the players on the field helping uh, the referees during video reviews um, uh, actually during on-match pitches as well and actually providing key statistics and then there's other things that that, that you can do to kind of extend the fan experience as well so um, you know tracking your favorite favorite players etc so it, it's interesting to see how even something like the sports industry and, and from an entertainment perspective is using the power of connectivity and again, AI to, to do kind of deep analysis to kind of really improve the overall experience of the support, both for players and also spectators as well. And stadiums provide, um, interestingly, a, a great platform, if you like, to kind of think about collaborating together, about exciting new different types of technologies and be able to kind of bring things together. Because you have the stadium owners, you have um, the, the actual sports leagues and teams themselves. Um, you obviously have um, other third parties in terms of the technology companies and application companies. And this is this is one example we're doing right now in, in Tampere and Finland with the Nokia Arena, um, bringing together all these different types of companies to create new and immersive experiences for entertainment services. And that that's kind of that whole theme around kind of collaboration to create an advantage in terms of uh, what you can do in terms of the new applications and services and business models that could be achievable um, is, is an excellent platform to think about how you can advance and look at transforming your business over time. It feels like one of the big advances when we went from 4G into 5G was the realization that it's not just for telecommunications companies anymore, it's also for factory floors, it's for university campuses, and it's for things like stadiums where you can give the end consumer a whole new way of consuming content or anything of that matter. Yeah, and I think one of the interesting things about 5G is we've seen 
um, more uptake and focus on uh, the enterprise in particular industries specifically because of the capabilities it does offer. Um, and what they're looking for is, is you know, outcomes to be able to transform their business and not, not so much obviously focusing on the technology, but that's what these companies are really focusing on. What's the transformational aspect that this, these digital connectivity and platforms have on their business? And what's really interesting is we see more and more um, companies outside of the core telecom industry taking um, either, you know, leading roles in driving, you know, certain aspects of the standardization process, um, also contributing to building uh, proof of concept platforms and, and integrating the technology that they provide into uh, the digital connectivity system and platforms that the telecoms industry actually has to create these very, very compelling solutions so that address really does address their market needs and their business needs to be able to transform their business. After this podcast, learn more about this and other insightful topics by going to nokia.com slash thought leadership. There you'll find additional information linked to today's podcast. Now let's step back and take that 10,000 foot view on 2022. What do you see as being the biggest change in the telecommunications industry for the year? I mean, I think uh, a lot of the uh, communication service providers, uh, particularly the mobile service providers, have been, I would say, kind of decentralizing or extricating some of their assets. So we've seen a lot of uh, movement towards sell-off of things like the mobile tower assets and sites as well, um, with them being able to free up capital to kind of actually concentrate on the core business of providing connectivity and applications and services to their consumers. Um, so kind of we're seeing a change in the business model of the priorities of, of many mobile service providers in, in kind of how they're providing those services to, to customers. And then also in terms of the architecture and, and the way they're deploying the networks as well. Um, we've been talking about this for a while now, but the the software side of things, the virtualization of the network, and then pushing all of the components to the edge of the network still continues to accelerate, particularly as we start to kind of roll out 5G and 5G standalone um, with a service-based architecture. So we're making things um, a lot more consumable. The network is going to become a lot more consumable uh, from one aspect. Um, but I think it's it's very interesting to see how you know, new business models and approaches are kind of being looked at um, through through many service providers because of the the assets that they're diversifying and the way they're thinking about investments going forward. For me, what was interesting out of 2022 was that transition to the office again, yet at the same time, many of us were still choosing to use digital collaboration tools. Yeah, this is this is fascinating. I mean, obviously, we saw um, a huge explosion uh, in in bandwidth requirements over the last couple of years. Um, but even as people um, are, are less restricted in terms of, you know, being able to meet face-to-face, both personally and professionally, um, they do still choose to kind of meet online because it, it's more convenient. It's freeing up time for them personally. They feel they can get more done. Um, and definitely on the convenience side, I think. And, and obviously, the because the connectivity is there to do it, um, and it's a lot easier. I think people have become much more 
comfortable and aware and use the, use the technology. I, I know a number of even my own family and, and, and friends continue to do this both per, personally and professionally as well. They choose this uh, method of communication first of all. And, and I think that will just continue as we start to see the evolution of the different types of devices that we have. I mean, we're all very comfortable with smartphones and tablets and, and probably webcams now. And then I think um, there's a new mature um, set of kind of like uh, head mounted devices as well that will start to come online over the next couple of years. And I think it will just uh, really kind of grow from there. Now, this could be an entire dedicated podcast as we look ahead to 2023, but give us your your first thought here as to what we can expect in the coming year. One of the um, important things to kind of recognize is that we, we do need to continue in terms of uh, collaboration and cooperation, um, whether that's kind of within um, our own telecoms industry, and we'd start talking about you know, the standards that we build both in fixed and wireless communications. I know um, there's a lot of work already going on now with 6G and a HexaX forum that obviously uh, Nokia is playing a key role in. Um, it's very important that we continue to have that dialogue with all of the key stakeholders across the globe uh, because we don't want fragmentation. And, and I think I think that's very, very important to do. And I think, you know, obviously policy um, makers need to to recognize this because that that single standardization process really helps the deployment of these technologies at scale um, and, at, and at the right um, price points as well over time. So I think that's very, very important too. Not, not only just within our own um, industry, but I also think it's important for us to, as we start to think about the future of uh, telecommunications and the, the impact that it's having not just in our industry, but also um, across multiple industries as well, is to include um, those other types of companies and, and industries, whether it's you know manufacturing, energy utilities, transportation, um, and and into uh, this whole process as well, so that when we're designing these new technologies, it's it's also being thought of in the context of what the application of this technology will be. Uh, to be able to kind of create those very, very monumental advances that we need to address those business challenges and also the challenges that we face um, as a society and, and for our planet as well and create that the right positive impact for both people and the planet over time. So I think for me, uh, collaboration is extremely uh, important within our industry and externally as well. Building a future that's productive, sustainable, and inclusive in a world that acts together. Discover how by visiting nokia.com slash thought-leadership.